Okay, we're back with Ben. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? Time, time's um, rolling along here as well. Uh, it's getting late at the academy, um, but we've still got to talk about adventure mode, uh, the mm -hmm. second portion of Pony Island. Um, I feel like I didn't find a single ticket this time. How did you do? Um, I think I got a couple, but it's also not tracking them because I have all of them already. Um, like I didn't start a brand new file. I didn't erase the old data. So like there are a couple that I'm missing, but I didn't find any either. Um, or if I did, it was like glossed over. I know that there's something to do with that lake tickets. That one's a little, a little obvious. Um, but I forget exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't figure that out for the life of me. Um, it's sitting right there in the lake and I couldn't get to it. Uh, there's also something with like a Settlers of Catan game that pops yes. up. Yes. Partway through. The Settlers of Satan. Um, yeah, that one, I did get that one. Uh, the, the trick is like, it's actually th the Settlers of Catan board game, all the rules are the same. Um, so like you can, you start with the little settlement next to the, the brick and then like you can build roads and then you build another settlement next to some of the other resources and then you can build more roads and build a third settlement. Um, but the trick is you get to the point where you have six each of sheep um, or and one of the other resources and it says six, six, six. And every time that you like hit a six on any of your resources, it shows up in red. Um, so naturally six, six, six number of the beasts that gives you a ticket. <laughs> That makes sense. I figured that was how it worked, but I didn't. I I didn't play around with it enough, or I didn't look up the Catan rules or whatever it might have been. I I just it 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 went over my head this time around. Yeah, that was when this game came out. It was I want to say like 2013, 2014. It was after Catan's peak, but at that point I had played so much of it that I had like I still have the rules committed to memory. <laughs> I feel like I remember um, playing. Uh, at your wedding, that was one of our activities, I think. Um, yeah, it's a decent possibility. Um, yeah, we we have since gotten away from it, but yeah, like the the rules are it's pre-programmed. You don't matter, but yeah, if you manipulate the system, you can get it to say six six six, and then it'll dispense your ticket. Is there any copyright issue with that, or did I mean using the rules of a game within another game? Is that okay? Like that that was an interesting question yeah. I was wondering about that. Um, there's some like my understanding is copyright legislation really only applies when someone is really making a ton of money off of something that is just weirdly similar. Hmm. Um, my guess is the folks over at uh, Mayfair Games, the guys who make Settlers of Catan probably don't even know that pony island exists yeah. um but you know even if they do this it was an homage at best yeah um like it, it's obviously it's not anywhere near like doing the same thing that the game actually does like the rules may have been cribbed but it's only for this one little gag yeah. like nobody is nobody is playing of playing settlers of satan as an <laughs> uh alternative to Catan. so i think everyone's safe and everything is copacetic like yeah. there, there have been some fairly frivolous lawsuits in gaming history oh um, yeah 
like I think the the one that springs to mind is when uh, Bethesda sued um, Notch about calling his game Scrolls because apparently they because they do the Elder Scrolls and therefore they've yeah. apparently got the Scrolls copyrighted. And I'm pretty sure a judge took like one look at it and threw out the case. Um, nothing came of it for sure. But yeah, Nintendo, no, nobody's calling out this one. Um, Nintendo was was briefly in hot water over the use of the name Donkey Kong uh, way back in the day. Um, the producers of the, the, the rights of the movie holder wanted to sue Nintendo for using um, the word Kong in their title. Um, and yeah, that, that didn't go anywhere either. So there's a long and distinguished history of this sort of thing. But the, uh, the other thing about this portion that I was really curious about was um, like, who is the programmer, right? Uh, cause yeah. it, so it seems like, yeah, Satan is in the background somewhere, but, um, the boss that you fight is, uh, Beelzebub, right? The, yeah. uh, the Lord of the flies this time around. Um, and now, so is he the, the, the responsible, uh, party for this portion of the game? Is he like the, uh, agent, the creator behind it? Um, I don't think so. Um, like most of the interactions we have with Lucifer, Satan at this point, um, have indicated that he is the programmer on some yeah, level. Yeah. Um, like, especially in this section, like that whole thing where you have to navigate through the account, um, the accounts, like at the very beginning before you hit adventure mode, where like you start in the guest account because there's no password and then Hopeless Soul gives you his password and then you can get another corrupted one yeah. um, and find out who, what Lucifer's password is and then you are literally hacking into Lucifer's account. Um, but you find adventure mode and like even during the loading screen, he's sort of like acknowledging that he made it, but that it's not finished. So, you know, don't judge him too harshly. And yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to try and fix this before you get too far and then you get up to his castle. And he's like, wait, 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 we're not done yet. Here, let me just, like, shoehorn in a whole bunch of new content. And, you know, it basically just ends up being the exact same game we just played, only backwards. Um, yes. like everything reversed on the Y-axis. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's certainly silly and absurd and underscores, like, how bad Satan is at programming. Um <laughs> which is suggested by like all the glitches and the hacking that you do to like break your way through the game. Like the whole thing is just a giant massive buggy code and, you know, poor design decisions. Um, but you know, the, the suggestion seems to be that Satan's the engineer Beelzebub like Azazel is just the guardian okay. of the core files. Um, and that will, that will also be true with our third guardian when we run into him next time. There, so there's still um, there's still one more core file. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's those three uh, working profiles and then the one corrupted one at the start. And so I assumed that that was a kind of um, like branching point in the game. But it turns out that you really you really can only go one way through that. Um, mm -hmm. Although maybe does anything change if you play it again and you already know the passwords and you don't have to like find them? Does the game acknowledge that in any way? Um, I think, like, if you know Hopeless Soul's password, you can get directly into his, um, and nobody seems to be terribly impressed by it. Like, mm -hmm. I, 
hopeless soul might have a dialogue thing where he's like hey how did you get in here but that's yeah. probably as much as it will be okay. um i did notice like if you try and get into corrupted it'll just kick you like it yeah. does the buzz sound and you can't even get into it until after hopeless soul gives you um the like push to right. investigate the corrupted file um and then of course you like type stuff into it and it just breaks and then you can get in um so yeah like i don't think there's there's a whole lot of cleverness to be applied um through the through the account system okay um like mostly it's just it's looks like it's not linear but it's linear yeah yeah and it's um it's another callback there i am error is the password for one of the yes. file uh, one of the accounts right that's the uh, uh from the second zelda game um and this portion is the second Pony Island game, right? It's the adventure mode. Yep. And it looks kind of like uh, Adventure of Link. Um, you, you go across a kind of world map uh, along certain paths from level to level. Um, and then, yeah, once it breaks and it flips upside down, then you sort of move freely over the space. Mm -hmm. um, and I was so sure that that would let me get that dang ticket in the lake, but it's gone by the time it flips over. So, gosh, I don't know. But yeah, um, I, I think this part of the game took me a bit longer just to... Um, like uh, the the coding portions of the game have some extra wrinkles to them. Um, and then just like getting through some of the levels uh, was tough. There's some new enemies that um, their, their whole thing is that they, they shoot little sort of symbols at you. Um, yep. And it's really hard to see their, uh, their trajectory on their shot. It's sort of like, masked um, by the the laser the pony lasers that you're shooting them with at the time so i had trouble with that like i had to kind of figure out the timing um and then of course you also get the wings which are sweet mm -hmm. um but again you have to like do an extra thing um so yeah I, I thought the gameplay in this portion was was interesting i thought on the whole more successful than um adventure of link um, but yeah, yeah what, what were your thoughts on, on this, uh, second half, uh, second third of the game that is? Yeah, I really, like, I do really enjoy the sort of comparison to Adventure of Link because, you know, just like that game, it's the overworld map that you can move like relatively freely around. But at the end of the day, you're just going from like little side scroller stage to side scroller stage. Um, and you know, your point about it being more successful than Adventure of Link is, very fair like that game is very messed up <laughs> um like I, I think it's the only zelda game besides spirit tracks that i haven't beaten um and while spirit tracks was due to a technological problem on my end that one was just because it was just too dang hard like the final boss is yeah, vicious um and it's you know not rewarding like yeah. you you just beat your head against that game for you know doing the grinding and doing the platforming and then you top out way too low yeah. um and then they throw these bosses at you and it's just it's just mean like unless you are you know just incredibly good at blocking and you know using your time it's just oh it's painful um <laughs> you know i'm also struck by like how pony island kind of plays on that like the as much as you know this is more enjoyable to play than adventure of link it, it sort of emphasizes how bad it is at the same time oh yeah. yeah um like the that wonderful joke at the beginning where you know they they 
give you that level where you have to get over the river and obviously you can't like you can't jump over the river um and then you like satan gives you the the little nod like why don't you go grind for a little while once you level up it'll be a lot easier um and you go and you fight all the things and you go through this whole gauntlet and it's very difficult like the by far the most difficult thing you face so far and you overcome it and it shows you the experience bar and you get one (laughs) 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 like just this huge anticlimax and satan's like oh guess you're gonna be working on this for a while while he's supposedly off like making more content for the game yeah um this is his stalling tactic um and once again it's sort of drawing attention to that you know bad game design like we're gonna pad out the game by making you fight the same enemies the same level over and over and over again um but of course you just hack your way through it and immediately get the pony wings and you know now satan's like you're a cheater and uh, why can't you play my game the way i intended you to um which i find really interesting like that's the line that kind of kind of stuck with me on this one why can't you play the game the way i intended um because we don't like anyone who goes back and plays the adventure of link or any of those old games that are janky and bad like we do it with emulators and we do it with roms and we hack our way through the system Mm. Um, like we use turbo buttons and we we you know skip any part that we don't want to do um And it's kind of like, it's kind of interesting to think about, you know, the process by which gamers have sort of like snuck their way through so many of these old games. Um, Like, they're fun. We still enjoy them. Like, I I played the original Mega Man all the way through. um, And one of my friends was like, you've got to do the trick with the one boss where like you pause the game and then you're invulnerable or something. Or you do a whole bunch of damage to him because like there's a glitch and it registers hits multiple times. And I didn't do it. Like, I still fought the dang boss and I beat the dang thing. Um, And it's just like... It's interesting to think, like, who is responsible for the experience at this point? Yeah. Um, Like, is it properly experiencing the game to hack your way through it? You know, even though it disappoints the creator, Satan, who designed this experience for you, as poor as it is. Um, But really, you know, what responsibility do you have to the designer, the developer? Like, what did Satan do for you recently? Besides try and, like, con you out of your soul um it's all like the the weird situation that we find ourselves in here is that we are legitimately pitted against the developer um yeah like not in the sense of you know here is this challenge that this friendly guide has given us but rather like here is this antagonist who has you know coerced you into this situation and the best thing you can do is, you know, beat him at his own game, like hack your way through it. And, you know, you are in this deliberately hostile relationship with the creator of this game. Right, right. Well, I found it interesting that um, I couldn't tell who the creator was. Like, that was my mm-hmm. question, right? Like, is Belzebub the programmer for this part? Is right. he, like, been delegated this uh, adventure mode uh, sequel thing? But yeah, I think you're right. Like there isn't evidence of that. It seems like it is just Satan and that Beelzebub is just there to guard um, the core file. Um, And yeah, that's just another instance, I guess, of like the poor design um, of the the game. Like 
Hope Whistle makes a bunch of jokes about that, right? There's there's a bunch of corrupted data north of here. Um, there's yep. uh, like, you got to find a, a game that's like really poorly programmed so that I can hack into yep. it, right? And and that's Pony Island. <laughs> so that's the one you find. So yeah, there's like all these um, sort of jokes at the creator's expense. And then to just, yeah, um, to sort of step back a, a little further and like think about it from the actual creator, um, Daniel Mullins point of view, like he's aligning himself with Satan, right? And like making himself out to be this terrible programmer, um, even if it's in a, a deep kind of irony, um, it's still pretty, you know, biting. It's, it's interesting uh, that he goes there. And um, I, I wonder about, you know, the kinds of uh, bugs and things that, um, you know, he and all his testers must have uh, worked out um, in, in sort of producing this game like that that's part of the process right is making some mistakes and and finding stuff that doesn't work and and tinkering with it a bit um but then the whole conceit of the game right is that that's um still happening as you're playing it yeah. it's like still being programmed as you're going through it um and so that you're exploiting this... the sort of like deliberate yeah. bugs in order to to make progress yeah yeah um like like the other bit that really stuck with me is, you know, you, you finally make your way to Satan Tech's tower um, on, on the like inverted version of the world. And, you know, you're, you fight against Satan, the boss and Satan's like, ha ha, I'm super powerful. And if I beat you, then I take your soul. Um, and, you know, it's all a feint. Like this is not the real boss fight. Um, but Hopeless Soul is the one who intervenes and he starts, you know, shooting Satan with his own lasers when you, when you make it to the delete core file option um, to keep, you know, Satan from like blocking you from getting to it. Um, but one of the exchanges they have, um, like Satan is talking about how, you know, this is not the way that you're supposed to experience the game and Hopeless Soul says, yes, but this is how you advance the plot. Right, right. And then it like flashes like that wasn't supposed to be said. Like the, the game itself sort of corrects. Um, and, you know, you kind of get like at this moment, if you're not suspicious of Hopeless Soul as well, <laughs> you know, you're not playing this right. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, like what is everybody's agenda here? It doesn't seem clear. Um, and I remember you were a little suspicious of Hopeless Soul in our last um yes. discussion now like again it's hard to say where he belongs like obviously from from daniel mullins's perspective this is this is a programmed event this is something that is supposed to happen this is in fact how you advance the plot um you break this game so you can beat the other game um but you know it kind of suggests that the guy who is helping you through the game is also part of the game um, yeah, he isn't yeah. actually helping you to transcend it. I was, yeah, I was so curious about um, Daniel Mullins based on, you know, some of the stuff we discussed last time. I listened to some of the interviews I could find that, that didn't give, spoil I skipped over the spoilers of stuff right. for the Hex, um, of which there are some out yes. there. Uh, and I tried not to, you know, find out about the endings of this game, but but I did learn a little bit about where it came from. It came from these um, these game jams that he does um, as a way to you know, get inspiration, um, get a break from bigger projects, and and get a chance to just like make something and and try it out. And um, 
So it sounds like Pony Island um, sort of started there and uh, had a little bit of the kind of platforming, side-scrolling stuff, but was mostly just this like kind of concept of, you know, hacking into the game to, um, to, to progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seems like that was sort of the core, if you like, uh, of the idea. And that everything beyond that is, is just so much sort of like working out of that initial concept, right? And, and kind of finding different ways to develop it. And, um, and so I wonder, you know, if, if part of this kind of angst that we see, <laughs> see Satan going through is, is to be understood as a, an expression of like the creator worrying about, you know, completing the idea or in the process of trying to complete the idea, getting away from the actual, you know, source of the inspiration and, and the kind of freshness of it. Um, I think that's, you know, possible at least. Uh, and, and I think it's cool that um, the game as it stands uh, works so well, you know, it, it, it retains that, that main idea, um, that main sort of gameplay element of, of digging in and hacking. Um, but then you get to sort of, play around with it in all these interesting ways. It, it's more than just like a five or 10 minute experience for the player. Um, and it must've been, yeah, a ton of work for, for the developer. So um, yeah, and I don't know, maybe he's just being too hard on himself sometimes. Here. No, I, I think you're, I think this element of self-deprecation is interesting and it's something we're going to see in the hex as well. Um, okay. Like if anything, it's going to be expanded and deepened. It will become more than just sort of like subtext. It will become text. Hmm. Um, but I also think it's interesting to think of Satan in this particular case as sympathetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we talk about him as the antagonist, as the person you're fighting against, as this sort of hostile force. Um, and certainly we should be sort of like asking questions about, you know, what is the relationship between player and developer? Like, should we in fact feel responsible to complete a developer's game the way that they intended? Um, or are we free to, you know, mess with it and do whatever we want? Yeah. But at the same time, like, Satan is trying. He's not good at it. Like, this is not a good game. Um, It is so broken and buggy in such, like, predictable and basic ways. Um, And he is, you know, deliberately using cheap tactics to manipulate us. Like, you know, with the fancy screens at the end of the first area where, you know, he gets grumpy and he's like, well, what more do you want? I gave you all of that positive feedback. And now you, you know, now, now what? Now you still want to break my game? Um, And, you know, now we have like the whole grind thing. And in both cases, it's sort of like manipulating you to try and get your soul. Um, But you know, it's still a game. Like, if this is what Satan has come to as far as getting souls is concerned, you know, this is <laughs> this is pretty, this is way better than like Mephistopheles making deals with Faust or, you know, people getting tricked out of their souls like in The Devil and Tom Walker or The Devil and Daniel Webster. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a dramatic improvement. This is way more, you know, engaging and user-friendly. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's something kind of Miltonian of like yeah. Satan as protagonist here. Um, Satan as, you know, identifiable. Satan is understandable. Satan is a dude trying to get a job done in whatever way that he can. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally felt the uh, the Miltonic or Miltonian uh, kind of connection as you were saying that he's, he's a sympathetic character. Um, probably, yeah, the great... Um, 
you know, representation of Satan as hero or anti-hero or whatever you, you mm -hmm. want to put it is in Paradise Lost. And, um, and I think that Hopeless Soul plays a big role in that too. He's like, he's whooping up on Satan and it's like, yeah, you feel a little bad for the guy. And, and you know, Milton's God is famously like, um, kind of a, 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 a jerk, you know, he's like kind of, yeah. kind of terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, if, if hopeless soul is, um, yeah, uh, is putting the player, uh, on, on notice a, a bit, like, um, then, then Satan is kind of our, on our, on our side, or like we, we want to root for the underdog there. Um, the other part of that is, um, is Buff Baphomet is back, right? Yes. Um, up in the far, far north where the corrupted data supposedly is. Uh, and this time just gives you a glimpse, right? If you want it, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to know a, a password or anything. And um, that glimpse is blurry again, but it's like a very bright kind of deserty place. It sort of looks mm -hmm. like um, almost mirage like, and then you can ask or rather, yeah, ask one of three questions. And I think some of them might be the same as were offered the first time. Some might be different. I think I asked, where did I die? And got yeah. um, Jerusalem's wall, you know, far from home. Um, so I don't know if that's like what he showed us is, is that location. Um, yeah. I'm still very unclear on, on Baphomet's role, uh, allegiance. Uh, yeah. What, what, what is going on? And those, you know, are in color. Again, it's like very different from the rest of the game so far. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one comparison to be made at this point is when you, when you do in fact destroy the second core file um, and you get like gassed <laughs> um, by, by Satan, like it was a trap the whole time apparently, but you did in fact delete the core file. So there's that. Um, you get this little cutscene of you standing like by the the arcade machine right, um, right and you sort of crawl your way back up like right between the second and third acts of the game um but did you notice that in the arcade there's something on the floor no I yeah missed that. there's a medieval crusader's helmet what yeah that's cool yeah. I saw the crane game. It looked like a crane game that was next to the arcade, um, but I did not see the, the Crusader's helmet. That's awesome. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so we've, we've a only got bits and pieces, but they are sort of starting to fit together. Um, okay. And cool. from what I understand from the game mechanics, uh, there's something like five or six questions. Um, there's like a pool of questions that Baphomet picks from. Huh. Um, and I think I'm not, I'm not sure if they change from act to act or if like it just picks three and then you're stuck with them for the whole game. Mm -hmm. um, I think different people have reported different things, which probably means that it's random. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's not always the same options. Um, there, you will always get three opportunities to see a cutscene thanks to Baphomet. Um, and I'm pretty sure the cutscenes are always the same, mm -hmm. uh, but the questions are different. Interesting. And the so, answers that he will give you obviously relate to the questions. So yeah. So the um, the location of the first is like in a chapel. It looks like with stained glass. The second, mm -hmm. this kind of deserty place, presumably the the point of of death, uh, Jerusalem. Um, and then putting that together with the Crusader helmet, we've got a um, 
a kind of paladin figure for our, our hero, which makes sense, I guess. Um, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Um, anything else from um, from this uh, adventure mode uh, portion that we should that we would be remiss um, if we left out here? The one thing that I will point to that is probably more important you know, in, in the future, like not something that you would know is important at the moment is the mascot. Oh, right. I forgot. about. <laughs> yeah. He's easy to miss at this stage, but oh, he will become more important. I thought um, for but, sure you could interact with him in some way, this little sort of yellow red devil that's smiling. Um, it once, once the game flips upside down, he pops up and it's like awesome, you know, friendly your mascot and uh, yeah, is in color. And okay. So yeah. I, I did notice that, but since I couldn't interact with it, I thought it was just a, you know, like the snowman at the very start, right. like just a thing that would go away. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Which again, I think the snowman possibly is a reference to star tropics. Did you ever play that game? I did not. I think okay. I've got it on my list somewhere, but haven't it's, found the time. Yeah. Uh, I think in the second dungeon of star tropics, you've got to freeze the octopus enemy that has kidnapped okay. the baby dolphin and you freeze him with a snowman that looks a lot like the little snowman that, that pops up um, as an option in the, in the options, but then breaks. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see him like as the sort of markers of where you're supposed to go. And yeah, when, yeah, no, that's know, everything right. breaks down. Weird. So yeah, I feel like there's much more uh, going on here than, than what I'm picking up on this first go around, but it is um, intriguing for sure. Um, well, cool. Okay. Uh, thanks again for, for making time with everything going on um, to, to talk through this game a bit. And um, hopefully soon we can, we can talk more about plans and um, discord chats and, and fun stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, I think that will, will, will give me some more um, uh, motivation to, to work on this stuff. So yep. I appreciate well, it. Uh... Oh, yeah. All right. There's there's the the toll the the bell tolls for thee. I guess. Um, uh, have a good night. Thanks again. To you, sir. All right. Yeah.